All right, Shabbosei, good morning, good morning, good morning. What a schus, what an incredible schus to be able to begin. Meseches Moed Cotton, let us begin by thanking our sponsors, to thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Shvat. Mrs. Bracha Strimber for dedicating all the Shuman Joshos in memory of her husband, Avi Avram ben Kalman Eliezer Halevi. We hope that in the merit of our time Torah, the Neshama have an Aliyah and the family in Nechama. We thank Avi Tobias for dedicating all of his Shurman Joshos this month in appreciation of Dafyomi and appreciation of the Shir. We thank our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Brian and Karen Gold, in commemoration of the art site of Brian's father, Shabtai Rifael ben Avram, Sichon Levracha. We thank Natan and Leah Berry for dedicating the Shir today in commemoration of the 50th yard site of Natan's grandfather, Morris Cooper, Coppersmith, Moshe ben Yehuda, Zichrona Livracha, and we dedicate the Shir today in the Zechus of Rafur Shlemer for Chana Mindel, Bas Sora Zeldalea, who's having a complicated surgery today. We hope that in Yerzah Hashem, she has a Rafua together with Kol Cholei Yisrael. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the neshamas have an aliyah, and all the cholim who require a refuah should have one bekarov. But let's say with that, let us begin. We have just a dramatically beautiful and exceptional schus today. To begin, Meseches Moed Khan. But let's say another, another beautiful, beautiful journey. So let's begin. But let's say, so Mishnah, so just by way of introduction, just two very quick points of introduction. Meseches Moed Khan, the beginning of the Mesech, is going to deal with the halachos concerning chalamaid. Right? So chalamaid is an interesting animal, right? Because remember again, Again, it's the intermediate days of Yom Tiv, and there's a tug of war. You can feel it with the neshama of Chalamayit, right? Is Chalamayit, is it Yom Tiv or is it Chal? And the answer is yes, right? The answer is yes. The answer is that really in its essence, Chalamayit is really Yom Tiv. That's the real truth. It's really Yom Tiv. But what we're going to see is that many things are permitted over the course of this day or over the course of these days. For a variety of different reasons. But again, what is clear is, Chalamai, you can't just do whatever you want. There are absolute restrictions on Chalamai. The major things we're going to see in this Mishnah is, you are permitted on Chalamai to do Malacha for the sake of what we call a Davar Ha'avad. If you're going to experience a loss, right? you're going to experience a loss, so you're permitted to go ahead and do Malacha on Chalamai in order to prevent that loss. The caveat on that, right? the cap on that is, what we will call, sorry, the cap on that is going to be Tircha Yisera. In other words, whereas I am allowed to go ahead and do malacha for the sake of saving myself from a loss, if that malacha entails an incredible amount of work, an incredible amount of Tircha, that I'm not allowed to do. So with that, let us begin. Mashkin Beis HaShalchem B'moed. So we're also going to see there are two different types of fields. There's what's called the Beis HaShalchem, the Beis HaBal. Beis HaShalchem is a field that is watered through irrigation versus Beis Habal, which is a field that is watered through rainwater, naturally sustained. So the Mishnah says, you are permitted to go ahead and water a Beis HaShalchin on Chalamaid and on Shemitah. Incredible. Shabbos, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Mashkin Beis HaShalchin, Sadeshu Omedes Bahar. So this is a field that sits on a mountain. Now, by the way, the topography is not really the important part over here, right? It could be on a mountain, it could be anywhere. The point over here is, You have to irrigate it. The only way this field survives is through irrigation. And therefore, again, You're permitted to go ahead and water it, right? Water it even on Chalamaid. Why? 
third line in Rashi. Because it'll be a loss. Because you will suffer a loss if you do not go ahead and water the field. The dover shall have sid. We'll say, here it is. Here it is. This is an incredibly important Rashi. And whenever it comes to a dover ha'avit, a loss... Chazal allowed you to go ahead and do malacha on Cholamayid. Kimosh Shematzinu Meseches Chagiga Tichsev Sheishes Yomim Tocha Matzos Ubiyom Ashvi Atzeres Lashem Alokecha. Okay, so we'll say. So here Rashi goes through. Rashi goes through the limud, which we will come to Emirat Hashem. Point over here that I want you to get is there's a principle. Principle number one is you don't do malacha. Really, you don't do malacha on Cholamayid. But principle number two, if there's a davar ha'avud, you are going to suffer a loss you are permitted to go ahead and do malacha. So the first loss that we are encountering when it comes to Meseches Moed Cotton is if you don't water an irrigated field, the field will be lost. The produce will be lost. Therefore, you're permitted to go ahead and water it on Chalamai. Now we'll say, the Mishnah throws in here Shemitah also. So if we have time today, we'll get into Shemitah by the end of, by the, it's really the end of Beis and Beis. Hopefully we'll get to it. So again, now let's go back to the Mishnah. Now we'll say, first, the first part is you're allowed to water the field. Second part, So we'll say this is very interesting. Whether it's from a spring, we're going to see means a brand new spring. Right? So if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, So we'll say you could water the field from a brand new spring. That's called a Mayon Sheyatza Betchila that just began to put forth water. Or Bein Mayon Sheloyatza Betchila, which means an established spring. Now I will say, what's the difference between an old spring and a new spring? It's interesting enough, it's not the water flow. It's how solid the sides of the spring are. You see, with a new spring, there's a concern of wall collapse. The problem with wall collapse, what happens if, everybody knows, what happens if the walls of your spring collapse? What happens? You got to dig it out. You got to dig it out. So we're going to see in the Gemara is, you might have thought that on Chalamayid, you really could only use an established spring. Because an established spring, you know, the walls are solidified, you're good to go. New spring, there's a concern ultimately of collapse, and therefore, again, it may not work out as well. But nevertheless, the Mishnah says, since you're allowed to go ahead and water the field on Chalamayid, that is an irrigated field, you're also allowed to go ahead and use either a new spring or an older spring. So it says the Gemara, What can't you use? You can't use a pool of rainwater. Now again, Rashi says, why can't you use a pool of rainwater? Because there's Tircha Yesera, too much effort. Now we'll discuss what that means, right? Why, why is there too much effort with rainwater? Well, we'll discuss. So ultimately, again, you can't use rainwater. Interesting enough, you can't use, you can't use a well. You can't use a well, right? So I'll say, so again, the idea over here is, which makes sense, because what's going to happen if you water a field from a well? What's going to happen? Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, right? Can you imagine watering an entire field from a well? That's, that's a whole day's worth of work. Also called Tir Chayesir. Okay, we'll go through all of these cases. Ve'in osin ugios legifanim. You also can't make ugios, not cookies, not cookies, right? So I'll say, right, ugios, interestingly enough, we're going to see means little, little pools. We'll say, so interestingly enough, well, if you had vines, what you would want to do is you want the water to pool around the vines. So what they would do is you just kind of take your heel or whatever, you take an instrument and you make just a furrow around the vine. Those are called ugios 
for Gifanim. Again, we'll discuss, you can't, but you can't do that. You can't do that. Good. We'll discuss all of this. Why? Rabbi says, you also can't make a channel. Right? You can't make a channel for water to flow on Chalamite or on Shemitah. Because again, apparently Rabbi Lezav will say, that constitutes Tircha Yisera. That is going to look like effort. V'cham v'cham say, no, Chum disagree. They say you are allowed to go ahead and make a channel on Shemitah. Now, if you notice, we'll say they don't say you're allowed to make a channel when? When? On Chalamite. Again, well, again, we'll say, you know, you know what's exciting about learning Mishnah is like you already, like we, like we can anticipate all of the questions that are going to come up. So it's very exciting to kind of see the coming attractions. And Amir Hashem will get to it all. Es hamikulkalos b'moid. Now I'll say, interestingly enough, if you have a channel, or for that matter, again, a water cistern, we'll see, we'll see, we'll call the channels right now. If you have a channel that became a bit ruined, so you could fix that on chalamayid. So what's what the chalamayid are saying is like this. You could make a channel l'chatrila on shemitah, and, but you can't make a new channel on chalamayid. But if you have a channel that got a little bit eroded over Chalamaid, that you're permitted to fix. Furthermore, again, I both say this is an incredible halacha. If you have public water cisterns, and let's say again, they, they now, Bose, what would often happen by public water cisterns is you could have debris that falls into the cistern. You're allowed to clean that out on Chalamaid. Again, you could dredge it, right? You could go ahead and you can go ahead and pull out any debris. You could fix the roads, the streets, and mikvos. very important halacha. This is now coming into something different. What this is telling us now is, by the way, the halachos concerning limitations on malacha on chalamaid were really stated in the context of individual needs, but. Whatever is needed for the rabbim, whatever is needed for the collective, you're allowed to go ahead and do on chalamaid. See, these are all examples of things that are necessary for the rabbim. Cleaning out the water cisterns, cleaning out the mikvos, anything that's tzarchei rabbim, or mitzayninesakvaros. Very interesting. You're allowed to go ahead and demarcate or paint graves. Well, so we've spoken about this before. Remember again, there was an obligation to go ahead and make sure that people know where graves are in order that Kohanim could avoid ritual impurity. So you're allowed to go ahead. So they would often paint over graves with plaster, with plaster, right? So therefore, again, in order to show the Kohanim where the graves are, you're allowed to do that on Chalamaid. V'yotzin afalakilayim. And Abbas is actually very interesting. And by the way, if you look at Tosis, Tosis says over here, Umitzainin, why are you allowed to go ahead and paint graves? So Tosis says, Deleka Tircha. Tosis says, because again, there's no real Tircha involved in the painting of graves, right? There's no, but, and, and it's a significant public service. And lastly, I will say the Mishnah says, Vyotin Afalakilayim. And Halacha Lemaisa, you could also go out, so we saw this in Megillah. We saw this in Megillah. This was just quoted in Megillah. It's actually quoted from Maseches Shkalim. That Halacha Lemaisa, you could send out emissaries of Beisdin to go out and to inspect and to potentially uproot any kilayim, any forbidden mixtures that they see may be growing in the fields. For our purposes, for today's daf, the takeaway from this Mishnah is, you're allowed to do malach on chalamayid, if what? If what? 
Davar ha'avid. If you're going to suffer a loss, right? The only cap on that is tircha yisera. If the work is going to be too much, quote unquote, too much effort, then even if it's to stave off a loss, you're still not allowed to do it. And the paradigmatic example in the eyes of Chazal, of some, or in the eyes of the Mishnah, that is going to be a davar ha'avid is what? What we call an irrigated field. If you do not water an irrigated field on Chalamayid, you are going to suffer a loss. Good. So we'll say, let's analyze. Says the Gemara. It's great. Says the Gemara. So we'll say, so remember again, let me say this outside, we'll see it inside. Remember, so the Mishnah said, you're allowed to go ahead, therefore, and water an irrigated field on Chalamayid. And the Mishnah said, you could go ahead and irrigate it from a new spring, Right, You could go ahead and irrigate it from a new spring and from an old spring. So the Gemara is bothered by this. So we'll say, the Gemara says like this. If you're telling me that you can water the field on Chalamayid from a brand new spring, that was what we said before, what's the concern with a brand new spring? The Gemara over here says it. Asilinpuli means what? The walls could collapse. Look at Rashi. Remember again, when the spring is new and before really it's flowing, the walls are not as solidified. And therefore there is a danger of collapse. There's danger of collapse. So if you're telling me that and when I say danger of collapse, you understand, it's not a danger, but the idea is that if it would collapse, that's going to require a person to dig it out, which is a tircha yaseira. See if you're telling me that you could use a brand new spring to water your field. Do you have to go ahead and say that you could use an old spring? Oh, as I both say, it's obvious. If you could use a new spring where there's a danger of collapse and it could lead to tircha yaseira, and that's mutter, certainly you could use an older established spring. So why does the Mishnah even have to say it? Amri, it's tirich. I'll tell you why it's necessary. Because if the Mishnah would have just said that you could use an old spring, See, I was listen to this. If the Mishnah would have just said, if the Mishnah would have just said, you could go ahead and use a new spring, I would have said that in a, when can you use a new spring? Dafka over here in a base hashach in an irrigated field, right? But not in a base habal, not in a field that is normally sustained by rain. Mishum dasil and pule, because you can't use a new spring. Why? Because a new spring may collapse. Avamayin shelo yotza betchila, but perhaps an older established spring. I would have thought to lo asil and pule. There's no danger of collapse. Ema afilu base habal nami. I would have thought Rabbi said that what you could even water. Right, what we'll call a rain-watered field with an established spring. In other words, I will say, the Gemara is saying, had the Mishnah not said that you could water a Beis HaShalchan, an irrigated field, right? I'm just going to use the Lashon now, Beis HaShalchan versus Beis HaBal. Now you're going to remember this, Beis HaShalchan means a field that is taken care of through irrigation. Beis HaBal is a field that is cared for through rain. So the Gemara says like this, if the Mishnah would have just said you could water a Beis HaShalchan Ultimately, again, through a brand new, through a brand new um, spring, I wouldn't have said an old spring. I would have relied on the fact that people will realize if you could use a new spring, you certainly could what? You certainly could what? Use an old spring. You would have thought like this. It's Tafka and Abes HaShalchin that ultimately, again, you could use both a new and an old spring. 
But maybe in a base habal, right, it's true you can't use a new spring, but maybe you could use an old spring. And therefore the Gemara says, Kamash Malon, no. Kamash Malon, lo shna mayin shiyatza betchila, velo shna mayin shalo yatza betchila, base hashalchin in, base habal lo. Therefore, we'll say the Mishnah comes to teach us the only license to water a field on Chalamayit is what? Is what? Only a base hashalchin, only an irrigated field, and not a base habal at all. Whether it is through, whether it is through a new spring or an old spring, Halacha Lamaise, you cannot water what we'll call a rain watered field on Chalamayit at all. So, we'll say, therefore, again, the Mishnah is what the Mishnah is essentially a bit more verbose than it had to be in order to avoid any potential misunderstandings. Halacha Lamaisa, you're allowed to water a base Hashalchin on Chalamayit because if you don't, you may suffer, all right, an irretrievable loss. And you can water it through any kind of spring. Beautiful. So I'll say, how do you know? So remember, we're, we're, we're using the term Beis HaShalchin to mean an irrigated field. So how do you know that a Beis HaShalchin means a lotion of being thirsty? Right, so an irrigated field is a thirsty field. What does that mean? Because it has no reliable, independent source of water. It's thirsty. How do you know that shalchin means thirsty? So actually pretty incredible. This is this is the parsha of Amalek in Devarim, right? The pasuk says, which is actually incredible because we both say, remember, we also have parsha of Amalek in this week's parsha, and the parsha is b'shalach. Absolutely incredible. Erev Shabbos, parsha is b'shalach. We have Amalek here, Daf Beis, Amud Aleph, Moed Kal. We have b'shalach, not b'shalach, but Amalek. So remember again, the pasuk says, by Amalek they attacked us. And we were tired, right? We were tired. And ultimately, again, it says, and you were thirsty, right? And loi, and tired. So therefore, again, I will say, Mishalhi, Shalchin, Hey, and Ches. It actually says they're often interchangeable. And therefore, again, base Hashalchin means a thirsty field, which is a field which relies on irrigation in order to survive. Umay mashma the high base habal lishna demias vusahi and I know that base habal means like a satisfied field, right? A sated field because it gets everything that it needs from the rainwater. Dixiv kiyival bachar besula. So we'll say the pasuk the Gemara is quoting over here is from is from Yeshayo, and the pasuk says kiyival bachar besula. When a bachar a young man will live with a basula, a young woman. And we translate that as Are Kama Demisosiv Ulam Im Besulta Yas Visun Begavech Banaich. So we'll say ultimately we translate that the way that a young man lives with a basula. Ultimately, again, there's a satisfaction in that relationship. So, so to HaKadosh Baruch who dwells with Klal Yisrael. So, I will say, again, that's the same Lashon of Baal. Baal. So, Lashon of Yival Baal is a Lashon of being sated. So, a base Habal, right? The base Habal is a, is a field that ultimately is sated on its own, i.e. through rainwater. Beautiful. So, I will say, Samantana dip in Harvachalo. So, I will say, now the Gemara goes back and says, okay, so now I got it. The, 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 the guiding light principle of our Mishnah, Bosai, is what? Is that halacha lemaisa, on chalamaid, you're allowed to do malacha to save yourself from loss. Pseida. 
What can't you do? What can't you do? You can't engage in malacha for the sake of generating a profit. Okay, whose opinion is this? Whose opinion is this? So the Gemara says, whose opinion is this? So the Gemara says, Amravuna, Rebeloza ben Yaakov. It's Rebeloza ben Yaakov. I, what does Rebeloza ben Yaakov say? Here we go. Disnan. Rebeloza ben Yaakov, Omer, Moshchin Eshamayim, Mi'ilon, Le'ilon. You can go ahead and draw water from one tree to another tree. So I'll say, if you could imagine for a moment the way this works is like this. Imagine for a moment you have water pooling around tree A. So what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Pretty much all you need to do is kind of drag your heel between tree A and tree B, and hopefully gravity does the rest, right? So the water will flow from tree A to tree B. Rabbi Elisabeth Nazaria says, you're allowed to do this. Now look at Rashi. It's almost right across in Rashi. So Rashi says, Simply just drawing water. And Rashi says over here, all you're doing is going ahead and making a path from one tree to another. In order that, as long as what? As long as you don't start watering the entire field. Look at Rashi. We must be talking about over here, a field that is sustained by water. So Rabbi Eliezer says, look, you can draw water from one tree to another because that's considered to be what? Staving off a loss. But what can't you do? He can't start watering the entire field where it's a field that's sustained by rain. Okay. So I'll say that seems to be pretty, this seems to be pretty explicit. So Eimer de Shamis lay the Rabbi Eliezer harvacha dolo. So I'll say, so fine. So now according to Rabbi Eliezer, I got it. So now I see that you can't engage in activities which are designed to generate profit on Chalamayid. Remember, there's three principles that play over here. Principle number one, is you can't engage in malacha for the sake of generating profit. Fine. Principle number two, you are permitted to go ahead and engage in malacha for the sake of what? For the sake of what? Staving off or preventing loss. But what's principle number three? Principle number three is even in the pursuit of staving off loss, what can't you do? Tircha yisera. So the Gemara says, where do you see that? Right? Tell me, where, where, do, where do, now in the Mishnah you saw it. But where do you see that in the position of Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov? So Baba says, you're right. The Mishnah really reflects the view of Rabbi Hudi. The Sanya, here we go. If you have a brand new spring, Rabbi Meir says, Rabbi Meir holds, you're allowed to go ahead and water even a Beisabal. Even a Beisabal, even from a brand new spring. Even on a brand new spring, okay. Rabbi Huda Omer, Ein Mashkin Rabbi Huda says no. Even with a brand new spring, all you're allowed to water is what? A brand new base, excuse me, a base shalchin, an irrigated field, Shecharva. Now we'll say, what does Shecharva mean? Shecharva means it's been destroyed. Now we're gonna, we're gonna discuss what, what does that mean? Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah Omer, Lokach velokach. Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah says, no, I don't disagree with either, I don't agree with either of these opinions. Yasser al-Kain, well again, we'll define all of this. Yasser al-Kain, Am Rabbi Huda, Lo yifne adam amas hamayim, Vyashke leginas l'rchavasa b'chalosh hamoed. 
Furthermore, Rabbi Huda says, you should not redirect your channel of water on Chalabayit in order to go ahead and water your garden or your churva, your ruin. So we'll say, let's go back for a second. Right? What was Rabbi Huda's sheet? Rabbi Huda said, Rabbi Huda says two things. Well, really one thing. He says that the only thing you're allowed to use a new spring for is what? Is to go ahead and water your Beis HaShalchin Shecharva that was destroyed. So the Gemara says, what does that mean, Charva? Right? The Gemara says, my Charva. If you say that the field has mamish been destroyed, so the Amali Lamashki. Then I'm if the field has been destroyed, then what? Then what? Why are you watering it? Right? That's it. We're done. We're done. So I'm Rabbaye, Shecharva Mimayonzeh, Viyotzel Mimayonacher. No, what's the case? So this case is like this. You have an irrigated field, the base of Shalchim. And you had a spring. You had a spring. A good, right? Mayon Shaloyotzeh Betchila, an older established spring. That spring collapsed. And now there is a new spring. Rabbi Huda says, you are allowed to go ahead and water the irrigated field from a new spring. From a new spring. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Lozab and Azari, that was Rabbi Huda. That was Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Lozab and Azari argued, he said, Lokach v'lokach, meaning what? Loshna charbi mayana, v'loshna lo charbi mayana. Rabbi Lozab and Azari says, I don't care if the spring was destroyed, not destroyed. Rather again, he says, Mayan shiyotza betchila lo. Now we'll say, Rabbi Lozab and Azari argues on Rabbi Huda. See, Rabbi Huda allows you to use a brand new spring for an irrigated field. Rabbi Lozav Azariah says, no, you are not allowed to go ahead and use a brand new spring. Then I both say, now ultimately, again, why would Rabbi Lozav Azariah be reticent to allow it to use a brand new spring? Why would he say, why would he say he can't use it? What is he concerned about? Collapse, right? And therefore, again, Tircha Yaseira. Now both say, the point over here is, remember, let's keep our eye on the ball. What are we trying to figure out? We're just trying to figure out whose opinion is echoed in the Mishnah, right? The Mishnah gave me a principle, right? Three, like we said, three principles, really 2.5 principles, right? Number one, you can't engage in malacha for the sake of turning a profit, right? That's number one. Fine, that's easy. Number two, you are allowed to go ahead and engage in malacha for the sake of hefsid, for the sake of saving a loss, preventing a loss. But again, the qualification in that is you can't engage in tircha yisera, excessive labor for the sake of serving a loss. We're just trying to figure out whose opinion is that. So I will say, it seems like the Gemara is saying over here, it's Rabbi Huda. It's Rabbi Huda. Because what did Rabbi Huda just say in this b'risa? Rabbi Huda said, you are allowed to go ahead and water Ibeis HaShalchin. You could water an irrigated field and his chiddush was what? Even from what? Even from what? A brand new spring. Beautiful. Seems to really echo the Mishnah. To which the Gemara says, well, maybe not. Mimai. Dilma'at kalokam Rabbi Huda. Beis HaShalchin in Beis HaBalo. Ela mayin sheyatza betchila. So Rabbi say, ultimately again, Maybe Rabbi Huda is saying like this. When do we allow you to water a base HaShalchin, but not a base HaBal? That's only with a brand new spring. In other words, a brand new spring could be used in a base HaShalchin, not a base HaBal. However, right, the Gemara says, Dilma, Ahmed Beis, Dilma, Asila in Pule. Because we're both saying, again, the general, like we keep saying, the general concern with a brand new spring is a fear of collapse. So Rabbi said, but yet Rabbi Huda is going to say, even though there's a fear of collapse, you can use a brand new spring in a Beis HaShalchin, in a field that is watered by irrigation. Now, why can you use a brand new spring in a Beis HaShalchin? Why, Rabbi say, why? Why? Loss. 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 That's it. That's it. However, 
But maybe Rabbi Huda holds like this, that, a brand, that an old spring, an established spring, where there is no danger of collapse, and therefore no danger of nami. Maybe Rabbi Huda would allow you to go ahead and use an older spring, even in a Beis You could infer that from Rabbi Huda's words, that that could indeed be his position. So maybe, maybe in Rabbi Huda's view, there is even a way to water a base habal, right? A non-irrigated field, a field that is sustained by rainwater, as long as halacha lamaisu use an old spring and not a, use, uh, not a new spring. Now, Bosai, if that indeed would be Rabbi Huda's position, it would put us at what? It would not allow us to, uh, to, to say that he is the author of the Mishnah, because the Mishnah is quite unequivocal in telling us you could only water a base hashalchit and not a base habal. To which the Gemara says, im gain masnisin aman tarmiya. Now, I say, it says, if that's true, then whose opinion does our Mishnah reflect? Rabbi, have to say like this, according to Rabbi Huda, whether it's a new spring or an old spring, the halacha is as follows. Beis hashalchin in, beis habal lo. Bottom line, the Gemara is saying, you must see the position of Rabbi Huda is as follows. Whether you're using a new spring or an old spring, the only field you're ever allowed to water on Chalamayid is what kind of field? A Beis HaShalchin, an irrigated field. That's it. A Beis Habal, there is no circumstance under which you are permitted to go ahead and water a Beis Habal. So also, let's, just, let's just work this through. Why can you never water a Beis Habal? I will say, why not? Because the watering of a Beis Habal is what? It's not Tircha. Right? It's what's what? It's turning a profit. Rosa, remember again, the whole, remember, let's be clear on this. The whole heter for malacha is only when? Only when? Now, Rosa, I want to be clear. There are going to be other cases in Chalamai where you're allowed to do malacha. For our purposes today, the only heter you have for malacha is when? Davra Avid, Seda, loss. The only field that experiences a loss, if you don't actively involve yourself in it, is what? Because it needs irrigation. Irrigation is the only way it's getting water is if I do something. A base habal is the type of field that we'll call it for our purposes today, self-sustaining. Right? Why is it self-sustaining? Because it relies on rain. And it gets enough rain. It gets enough rain. So even if I don't water it, it's taken care of. Okay, weeds may grow. This may grow. Lemaisa, if I don't touch the base habal for chalamayid, is it going to be okay? Absolutely. So for both say, that, that, that's what's happening over here. So therefore, again, remember, the whole, the, the entry, right, the gateway to do Mulach and Chalamayid is, you have to prove a loss. So therefore, again, I'm the only field that gets out of the gate, or gets into the gate, is the Beis HaShalchim. The Beis Habal is never a problem. The Beis, now, again, the problem I can run to with the Beis Habal is, I like to make money, right? Who doesn't? So therefore, again, I'd like to turn profit. Okay, turning profit, that's something different. That you can't do on Chalamayid. So therefore, I'm say, the Gemara is suggesting over here that the sheet of Rabbi Huda is as follows. Halacha when it comes to a Beis HaShalchen, you could water it on Chalamayid, because if you don't, you're going to suffer a loss, right? You can never water a Beis Habal on Chalamayid. Why not? Why not? Because the only reason to water a Beis Habal is, right? Because ultimately, again, you want to turn profit. Okay, that's not a header from Allah and Chalamai. And therefore, again, I'm saying, and Rabbi Huda says, by the way, and once you're permitted to water a base of Shalchin, what can you water your base of Shalchin with? What can you water it with? 
right? We'll call it for now whatever you want. Now that's not true, totally a true statement, but it means either kind of spring, either a new spring or an old spring. Beautiful. I both say, that's it, that's it. So it says the Gemara, I behind Diktani. So I'll say, here's the only problem we have to resolve. See, in the Brisa, in the Brisa, ultimately, again, Rabbi Huda said that you could water a base hashalchin with a new spring. So what, why, why did he, why did he dafka say a new spring, not an old spring? And the reason he ultimately said he chose the case of a brand new spring, and we'll say to teach us the power of the position of Rabbi Meir, there is an opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir blows our mind. Right? Because what does Rabbi Meir say? Rabbi Meir says, by the way, by the way, you're allowed to water a base habal. You're allowed to water a base habal on Chalamite. Not only that, you can even water a base habal with what? With a brand new spring. Now, I'll say, look at Rashi just a moment. Now, we have absolutely no idea why Rabbi Meir holds that way. Right? We're going to discover that. We're going to discover that. So the point over here is, right, Rabbi, so, Rabbi Huda, so Rabbi Meir's position is, you could even go ahead and water a base habal. Again, I'll say, why am I watering a base habal on Chalamai? Why? Prophet. I could even do that, even with what? A brand new spring, even though there's what? With a brand new spring, what is there? Danger of collapse. Rabbi, this is, no, 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 no. The most you could use a brand new spring for is a Beis HaShalchin. So because Rabbi Huda is just trying to speak the same language of Rabbi Meir, that's why Dafke illustrates his Allah with a brand new spring. But in reality, the sheet of Rabbi Huda is the sheet espoused in the Mishnah. Rabbi says, so again, we come to a conclusion on this. Are the author of our Mishnah is Rabbi Huda, and the position espoused by the Mishnah is, on Chalamayr, you're allowed to do Malacha in order to stave off a loss. Therefore, you're allowed to go ahead and water an irrigated field on Chalamayr, because that prevents loss. What kind of spring can you use to irrigate that field? New spring or old spring? I should say old spring or new spring. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, you can take a breath. Good, let's go back to it. Itmar. What's an interesting case? If one goes ahead, menachish is removing of weeds. Mashke means watering the field. So a person goes ahead, or I should say, mashke ma'in lezron. If a person goes ahead and removes weeds from a field, or waters seeds in a field on Shabbos, mishum ma'in master So also, let's say we see a person about to do this malacha. Remember, in order for a person to be chayav on Shabbos, you have to give hasra. Hasra has to be malacha specific. In other words, if you see someone, let's say we'll choose an easy example. You see someone about to shecht an animal, right? Shecht an animal. So if you say to him, hey, Ruvain, Ruvain, you know, it's Asr to do Malacha on Shabbos. And he shechs the animal. That's not proper Hasra. In order to give proper Hasra a warning, you have to say what? Hey, Ruvain, Shechita is one of the 39 Malachas and it's Asra on Shabbos. So you have to give Malacha specific Hasra. So let's say you see someone pulling out weeds or someone watering, watering seeds on Shabbos. Mishum, my master in bay. What, what do we give them hasra, right? What's the hasra for? What, what's the malacha they're doing? Look at Rashi. Mishum, my master in bay. Demai malacha kachashina le debadai kotzer lo chashina. So here's the shayla. So the shayla is over here. What malacha is weeding and, and watering seed? So we'll say this is incredible. Rabba Omar, Mishum Chorish. Rabba says it's plowing. Wow. It's plowing. So we'll say, so now listen to this. So Rabbi says this plowing. We'll, we'll define it. Rabbi says this plowing. Rav Yosef Mishum Zorea. 
So, so Rav Yon says, no, it's seating. It's seating, right? It's seating. Amr Rabbi says, I think I'm right. I think I'm right. Rabbi said, that's not a Chiddush, right? Most people think they're right. right? Right? I think I'm right. What's the point of plowing? Rabbi say, what do you do when you, when you plow? What's the point of plowing? You loosen the soil. You loosen the soil. So, Rabbi says, when you pull out weeds, it's very interesting. You see, it's, it's interesting. Rabbi say, when you pull out weeds, what are you doing? Right, for me, right, everybody does weeding, right? I mean, I know people who do weeding, right? So, 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 so ultimately, again, so what happens? You pull out the weeds and the soil, right, the soil loosens. When you water the soil, the soil loosens. So that's harisha, that's choresh, that's plowing. Am Rav Yosef Kavasi, did he miss Rav? says, no, I'm right. I'm right, why? When you go ahead and you plant seeds, why are you planting seeds? For things to grow. So the act of removing weeds allows for things to grow. The act of watering seeds allows for things to grow. If you pull out weeds or you water seeds, what malacha is it? So Rabbi is going to say it's choresh, it's plowing, because in both of these cases you're loosening the soil. And Rabbi Yosef says it's seeding. Because what's the point of seeding? To grow produce, or to grow fruit. When you remove weeds, you water seeds, you're allowing for produce to grow. Incredible. So I'm going to Rabbi Abaye says, listen, I think that there's a problem with both of you guys, right? There's a problem with both of your positions. How so? Sigimara says, so this is Abaye now talking to Rabba. According to you, Rabba, you said it's Choresh. In other words, Rabba, why is it only Choresh? In other words, it's true. I understand your position of Choresh. You're, you're softening up the soil. But how could you deny the fact that it's also Zorea? Right? Zorea is any malacha, is, is a malacha that allows for the growth of produce. Well, removal of weeds, watering of seeds also allows for the growth of produce. But Rav Yosef Kasha, Rav Yosef is also going to be a Kasha, why? Mishum, because Rav Yosef says it's Zorea. Right? Rav Yosef says that ultimately, again, it's seeding. Because at the end, what's the point of Zorea to allow for produce to grow? And removal of weeds and watering of seeds allows for produce to grow. That's true. But Mishum Choreshlo, isn't it also plowing? In other words, we'll say, Avai is essentially saying to both of them, you're both right, but you can only both be right together. We'll say, what a profound you sowed. You're both right, but you can only be right together. So true. Well, maybe you'll say one second. Well, even if it's two malachas, right? So Avai wants to essentially posit, you're both right. If you go ahead and you weed and you water seeds, maybe it's both choresh, and Zorea. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. Well, maybe you'll say, anytime you do two malachas, you can only be chayiv once. Well, that's not true. Or for one, vam rafkana, zomer. We'll say, watch this. Zomer. Pruning. We'll say, what's pruning? That's the act of removing branches from a tree. Right? If you prune, v'tzarech le'etzim, and you want, you need the branches that you're pruning. We'll say, let's say I'm pruning and I'm using, I need the branches for firewood. What's talacha? You're chayif for two malachas. What are the two malachas? Achos mishum notea. They both say, this is fascinating. One, because of planting. They both say, how are you planting? 
Because also, why do you why do you prune a tree? Why do you prune a tree so it could grow? So therefore, again, the act of pruning, which enables the tree to grow, is actually an act of planting. Incredible. Vechad mishum achas mishum kotzer, and you're also high because of ktsira. What's ktsira? Oker davar mimakom gidula. When you uproot an item from the place where it grows, that's called ktsira. So therefore, again, I will say the act of lopping off the branches, you're removing something from a place where it grows. That's kotzer. But because you're doing this in order to enable the tree to grow more, that's also what? That's also notea planting. You're say, what do you see from here? What do you see from here? That one act can generate, can generate simultaneous liability for two malachas. So therefore, both say, Abaye is saying good. Abaye is saying good. Rabbi, you're right, but only with Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef, you're right, but only with Rabbi. To which the Gemara says, Kasha. It's a good Kasha. Right, it's a good kasha. Rabbi is saying good. I'm not sure. Not sure why. Why again? Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef can't be right together. Shabbos say again. The Musar Askil is so profound. Sometimes the only time we're really only right is when we're right together. Is when we're able to accept other opinions and able to inculcate other opinions within ourselves and able to accept other points of view. It's only when we're right together that we're ultimately right. Eisvei Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Shabbos say this is a great. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Listen to this. Say Eisvei Rabbi Yosef Rabbi. Listen to this. We'll say, now watch this case. So Menachish, Menachish once again is weeding. So we'll say, here's the case. The case over here is you have forbidden mixtures growing in your field. Let's take an easy case. You have wheat and grapes growing together. Paradigmatic case of Kilayim, right? Wheat and grapes growing together. So now what happens? So you, you have a field of Kilayim. So the Gemara says, Hamenachish, if you go ahead and you weed, or mechape, Rashi says, shemechasa es Actually, I take that back. I take that back. You have these items now growing together in your field. They're not yet fully grown, right? So now I will say, what happens? So you have wheat and you have grapes. And now let's say you pull out weeds from that field or you cover the seeds, the grape seeds, the wheat seeds with soil, right? And now again, now it's kilayim. Now I will say, you have kilayim growing in your field. Loke, you get malchus. You get malchus. Right, Rashi says, Mishon no Sizra Kelayim, because now you've effectively planted Kelayim. Right, you've planted Kelayim. So again, now I have wheat seeds, I have, I have grain seeds, they're growing together. I pull out weeds, or I go ahead and cover it with soil. I'm chayiv because of Kelayim. Rabbi listen to this. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Af Hamakayim. Rabbi Akiva says, listen to this incredible Yusod. Sheroa Kelayim Zarua Ve'inomavaklo. Rabbi Akiva says, if you see Kilayim planted in your field, Rabbi say, let's say I didn't, let's say I didn't plant it, but I see it planted, it's there. Either someone else planted it, or ultimately, again, the seeds just blew together and are now planted together. If I see it growing in my field and I don't do anything about it, ultimately, again, I am chayiv. I'm chayiv. Rabbi say, I just want to pause for a moment to tell you what an incredible Musra Haskell that is. You see, the first case in the Mishnah is, I'm actively involved, right? The seeds are there and I'm planting, I'm, excuse me, I'm weeding or I'm pulling out, right? Or I'm covering the seeds with dirt. So the Gemara says, I'm chayiv, I'm chayiv for fostering the growth of kilayim. Rabbi Akiva says it's even more. Even if you didn't do any maisa, but you come to your field and you see that there's kilayim there, you see that there's kilayim there and you don't actively remove it, you're chayiv for sustaining kilayim. Which I will say, such an incredibly profound yisod. Because if there are things that are broken inside of us, which each of us have, we all have things that are broken, failure to remedy that which is broken, even if I'm not acting out 
on it is an Avera. That in and of itself is wrong. Knowing that there are things in a state of disrepair and being Mekayin them, sustaining them, not actively devising a plan or doing something to address it, creates personalistic culpability as well. See, I will say, sometimes we think that as long as, I know it's broken, but I'm not acting out on it, right? I'm not doing anything. I, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my behaviors in check. I haven't addressed the core issues, but I have addressed the behaviors. So ultimately, again, now I will say, that's an incredible start. But Rabbi Akiva says, that's not enough. If you're Mekayim Kelayim, if you know there's Kelayim growing inside of you, you know there's Kelayim growing in your field, you know that there's something wrong, there's something in a state of disrepair, even though you're not acting on it, but it's there, it's there, and you don't uproot it, that's a violation also. It was a, such an incredible yisod. Not enough just to prevent ourselves from acting out in the wrong way, that's an incredible accomplishment. But once they know that something is broken, once they know that something is in a state of disrepair, I have an absolute unequivocal obligation to actively address it. And if I don't address it, and I just, I'm the kind that I allow it to sit there, there's liability and culpability for that. Thank you, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is always our Rabbi in everything in life. In Kilayim, in life, it's incredible. So says the Gemara, Bishlama Lididi, Damina Mishum Zorea. So we'll say, now watch this. Now remember again, this whole thing is a mesve, right? This is this is an esve. This is Rav Yosef raising a kashna So remember again, Rav Yosef holds that in general, when you weed and when you cover and when you cover, when you remove weeds or when you cover seeds with dirt, you're chayiv because of zorea. Rav says so. I'll say so. Rav Yosef is raising this. He says So according to me, who says that removing of weeds or covering with dirt is zorea is planting or, or I should say seeding. So it makes sense that this is Aser. Going ahead and weeding around Kelayim or covering the seeds with dirt is Aser because you're planting a forbidden mixture. But according to you, but according to you, Rabbah, who holds that what? Weeding or going ahead and covering seeds with dirt is Chorish, is plowing. Is there an Isser Charisha by Kelayim? Right, there's no isra. Right, there's no isra plowing by kilayim. Amrale mishum mekayim. To which Rabbi will respond. Ultimately, again, I hold that it's usher because of mekayim. Because ultimately, again, sustaining kilayim is going to be usher as well. I Muhammad diktani seifa. Rabbi Akiva Omer Afa Mekayim. But yet the end of the Bryce said, Rabbi Akiva said, even if you don't do anything, but you just allow the Kilayim to exist, that's Asr. Michlal the Tanakama Lav Mishum Mekayim. Sounds like the Tanakama doesn't hold with Mekayim, to which the Gemara says, no. Here's how you have to read the Bryce. Kul Rabbi Akiva, Riki, excuse me, really the entire Bryce reflects the view of Rabbi Akiva. Umatam Ka'amar, Maitam Hamanach Shamachaba Bekilayim Loke. Why is it? So this is said, this is Rabbi's interpretation. Why is it? That if you go ahead and you weed, or you cover up the seeds of kilayim, that you get malchus mishumakayim. Ultimately, it's because you are you are allowing for the maintenance of, or you're allowing for the existence of kilayim. Rabbi Akiva Omer Afamakayim. Rabbi Akiva holds that even Allah one who allows kilayim to exist, ultimately again is going to be chayiv. And the Gemara says, my time with Rabbi Akiva. So what's Rabbi Akiva's logic, right? Why does Rabbi Akiva say? Say, see, here's what's interesting. See, normally we assume that kilayim is a maisa. I'm not allowed to plant kilayim. And why is the maintenance of kilayim aser? To which the Gemara says, "The Sanya sadcha lo sizra kilayim." The pasuk says you cannot sow kilayim in your field. Amy elazorea 
I only know that that's true. I can't plant the seeds of kilayim. Mikayim minayim. How do I know that you can't even sustain a field of kilayim? Tamalomar kilayim sadcha lo. So we'll say it's just a different place. You put the comma in a different place. Sadcha, excuse me, kilayim sadcha lo. Kilayim in your field, no. And we'll say, what does kilayim in your field, no, mean? Exactly what it sounds like. You just can't have kilayim in your field, right? Even if you're not planting it, allowing it to exist is going to be aser. So the Gemara says, Tanan mashkin So we'll say, let's go back. So the Mishnah said, actually, we'll say, we'll stop over here for today. We'll say, just coming attractions tomorrow, we'll get a little bit more into the Shemitah Sugyas. We'll say, welcome to Moid Cotton. What is schus? What is schus to be learning these holy words, these holy pages? And Amir Hashem. Well, say, by the way, I also want to tell you, again, because coming off of Tainis and Megillah, we're used to a lot of Agadita. There's a lot of beautiful Agadita and Moed Katan as well. Don't worry. There's beautiful Halacha, beautiful Ashkafa, beautiful Agadita. Shkayach on the new beginning.